1: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
3: Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the same old Arsenal podcast episode 42. Um, tonight we are joined by Mr. James Cook, the producer of the uh, super documentary that I'm sure most of you have seen um, on YouTube. Going uh, going, and doing the rounds A Catalyst for Change um, So we're going to speak to James a bit um, About his uh, documentary And about um, How it came around and how he did it And how long it took him to do And yada 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 James how are you sir? I'm very well thank you Craig
0: And uh, cheers for the kind words And very much looking forward to talking Arsenal with you Wonderful gents this evening
3: That's no problem at all mate let me make a public apology For uh, for what happened the other night dearie me I've had a mare, so I'm not doing any more podcasts around my house. Although, I've done the last four around my house um, with no problem. Um, And then just the other night, I don't know what happened. But anyway, we're here, and um, yeah, we're here. No Lee judges tonight, um, as some of you might have have seen. Uh, Lee is currently in Dubai. He's gone to some kind of uh, The Only Way is Essex audition. I don't know... All this kind of newfound fame that he's getting, um, he's uh, you know he's really milking it to be honest. Now he hasn't really gone to Dubai for a for a. Uh, the only way is Essex audition, but he has gone to Dubai, so um, he might end up doing one. I don't know. So, my standing co-host this evening is Mister Harry. How are you, sir? I'm good, mate.
2: How are you? Thanks what? for having me on. No problem. I'm very well, mate. I'm very well.
3: I suppose this would be a good time to plug. Uh, same old Arsenal, extra time, mate.
2: That's it's right. Same good, old Arsenal, yeah. extra time. We'll be with you guys this coming Monday. Um, it's half an hour long, like extra time, and we'll be reviewing the Stoke game, rating the players, and taking some of you guys' questions. And that'll be on our YouTube channel, won't it, Craig?
3: Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Um, I'm hoping that this actually goes on YouTube later as well. I'm trying. To, I'm always trying new methods. I'm like um, I'm like Doc Brown out of Back to the Future. I'm always trying something, I'm always trying something. Um, So hopefully this will get put onto YouTube. If not, hello, if you're listening to iTunes on SoundCloud. James, a stagnating giant, the first part of your documentary, mate. Got rave reviews, Uh, very well done. Um, A very, very well made video. Um, And at the time, it was, it was, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It was very. uh, Help me out, someone. Um, Reliable. Yes. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah, that word. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it was very reliable. Um, But you followed it up with part two, uh, a catalyst for change. Again, um, released at a very good time. Again, again, if anyone hasn't seen it, the link will be in the description. uh, The link to James's video will be in the description below. So make sure you watch it if you haven't watched it. Mate, when did you decide, you know what, I'm going to make a documentary about Arsenal?
0: Uh, well, I mean, actually, like obviously, with the first one, it was about just over a year ago now. Um, and that was just a, an off-the-cuff sort of idea that I had. Never really in the back of my mind. It was always just a spur-of-the-moment thing. I was getting into documentary filmmaking at the time, and I thought as fans, we're only really fed with one voice at the moment, which is, um, of course, I think, you know, would all agree, Arsenal Fan TV is the predominant voice for Arsenal fans, but I don't think it speaks for a large portion of the fan base. So I thought, I'll go to three fans that I know personally. So it's went to Mark King, Akil Vyas, and Warren Ratcliffe. Uh, spoke to them as people that aren't really put in the spotlight as Arsenal fans and thought, I want to portray the regular Arsenal match-going fan that a lot of us don't get to see and I want to show the frustrations that not just the people on social media can relate to but people of all ages can look at and think this is something that I can get behind this is exactly how I feel this is embodying how I feel as an Arsenal fan at this moment in time and that's when I came up with the idea and that didn't take particularly long to produce and I was really pleased with the reception that got Um, and looking back it was just a case of getting those people and cutting the clips up correctly to, to make it kind of in sync and make it work And I wanted to take this one a little bit further, cut it into sections, talking about Arsene Wenger, the transfer policy, the deeper-lying issues that are at Arsenal Football Club, because although people will make you think it's just Arsene Wenger, it's definitely not just Arsene Wenger at Arsenal. There's a lot of underlying problems, and I really wanted to explore that within this film. It's twice the length of the one I did last year, Um, and it was always in the back of my mind to make this one. It's uh, it's something that I've, I've thought quite long and hard about, considering that I made that one a year ago, and I did want to follow it up if the problems were still occurring and in my view despite seeing progress in the Europa League it's not the Champions League it's not the competition we necessarily want to be playing in Arsenal isn't going in the right direction at the moment in my view um, and I wanted to create something that would highlight that and I don't want this to be a film that just highlights the problems that are going on at Arsenal because that would be pointless I want the title to be something that will actually bring about change. I would hope. Um, we've long heard Ivan Gazidis mention a catalyst for change at Arsenal. He's been saying it for a, a number of years now. And if this can, in some minute way, spur a change of manager, policy, board level uh, management at Arsenal, I mean that would be absolutely fantastic. Whether that will happen or not, uh, completely another story. But again, it's something I think the fan base can can get behind and. Um, I I would like to think that hopefully it speaks for for a large portion of fans at the moment
3: oh absolutely yeah I mean look what you said about Arsene Wenger I mean there's a lot of people um, that think Arsene Wenger's the main problem you've got to be pretty naive just to blame it all on Arsene Wenger in my opinion and I've said it many 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 times Um, now the second part comes around um, and like you said it's it's twice twice the length Um, I hope you don't mind me saying it's better edited Um, than the first one we can all see what you've been learning and and, you know your your, um, like I said to you before we come on here it looks like it's a DVD that you could buy Um, I think it's been edited that good Um, you nearly made me cry at the start of it um, when you were talking about how how, how bad things were and all that emotional music was going on Um, (laughs) Harry it's superb isn't it I'll I'll bet Harry isn't it a superb documentary I mean you watched it last night Um, People have got to watch it, haven't
2: they? It is absolutely brilliant. And I watched it uh, last night. And I I tweeted about it this morning because I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And what James said for me was spot on there because what I really liked about it was you were listening to Arsenal fans talk about their feelings and, and you could feel the emotion coming across, but there wasn't that shouting. There wasn't that... You know, sometimes... You get shouting, swearing, and it masks that what you're actually saying. Whereas in this documentary, people were getting their points across brilliantly in a calm way. But you still felt the emotion. That's what I thought was so fantastic about it. The settings was brilliant, sitting outside the Emirates, like not on a match day when there's not really much going on, and it just gives you that whole somber feeling about it. And I thought it was really, really well done, really well made. That I thought everyone in it was brilliant, and um, I'll definitely be recommending it absolutely. One of my favourite uh, my favourite people
3: that you have on there is uh, is uh, Warren, or uh, was the Gooner as he's known on Twitter. Um, he's such a proper Cockney. He's more Cockney. He's more Cockney than fucking Phil Mitchell's mum. Do you know? <laughs> it's
0: not, funny uh, you say that. mate, considering he's from
3: Arfishe. Is he from <laughs> Arfordshire? No yeah, way. Yeah, I
0: promise you, mate. He's not from down
3: here. Oh my God. Well, if he's not from down here, then he must have he must have been a Londoner in a former life or something. Um I actually love listening to him. Um and I love his little I love his little uh, rants on Twitter as well. So if you're not following him do um at was the Gooner. Also, um other guests on there were Giles, uh from the Gooner Ramble. That's correct, yeah. Um I don't I forget his name now, but the fellow who runs Gunner blog. James McNicholas. James McNicholas is it? He That's was very good. I mean he was ve- really good. He was so good that I didn't really understand what he was saying some of the time (laughs) because the big words he was using. I I didn't know what I didn't know what he was going on about. But um, it was fantastic. Um, Who else? Um, Clive, Clive, the wonderful Clive. Uh, Yeah, absolutely brilliant. And I think I've missed. Have I missed one out?
0: Uh, Uh, Yeah. So had Gunnablog, Warren, Clive, Dave, Dave, uh, FK, FK. um, Yeah, and yeah. Other ones. I, I like FK
3: too. I do like him, um, but some of the stuff, some of the stuff he said, I, I didn't really agree with. I'm not going to give too much away because um, I want people to watch it. But one thing I have come to the conclusion of is that FK doesn't like walnuts, but he doesn't mind an old bottle of wine. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's it's funny you
0: say that, mate, because that's actually my kitchen. Oh not I'm not doing very well here
3: tonight, no, yeah. am I? Alright, so James James don't like walnuts, but he likes an old bottle of wine.
2: I um, think I counted about three bottles of whiskey in there, forget the one.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's, I did too. I said those walnuts. I, I said those walnuts are definitely left over from Christmas. <laughs> definitely left over. Um so look, with James here, we're gonna talk a bit about the Arsenal um as well. You have to go and watch these documentaries. If you haven't seen the first one, please watch the first one. Um, a stagnating giant first And then what move over To a Catalyst to Change uh, If anyone's listening who was in that um, in, in any of the documentaries Congratulations lads Absolutely brilliant Just like James said um, Getting across um, emotion And like Harry said Getting across emotion um, Without the ranting and the shouting and the, and the swearing and all that So congratulations James A very, very well made documentary And like I said The link will be uh, below in the description for anyone that wants to watch it Right lads The international break is over Thanks be to God <laughs> Arsenal are back in action um, On Sunday against Stoke City a few things to talk about um, And I'll start with James Jack Wilshere James Looks like he's stalling on a contract um, He's been getting a bit of hate mate In the recent weeks yeah, it's a tough one with Jack Wilshire, I suppose. It's, it's
0: not a situation I ever thought we'd find ourselves in, you know, six, seven years ago with this young 18, 19-year-old coming through, absolutely tearing up against Barcelona. And now we're in the situation that we're currently in where we're potentially looking at losing Jack Wilshere on a free, And there will be clubs queuing up for him, believe me, because he is still, in my view, despite his injury woes, uh, one of England's top midfielders, and at Arsenal, still one of our most valuable and key assets in the midfield. Despite, as I say, the injury problems, um, to lose him and, worryingly, to lose potentially Aaron Ramsey as well, who's only got a year left on his contract, it's not a good situation to be in. Um, I can understand the offer Arsenal have made towards Jack Wilshere, where it's something like uh, eighty thousand a week, and he gets incentives if if uh, if he remains fit, which. I, I would say it's an attractive offer, but I suppose in his mind, when he sees Ozil earning almost £300,000 more a week, um, it's it's going to be difficult for him. It's going to be hard for him to swallow, given how long he's been at Arsenal, given how loyal he would probably say he's been to the club. Um, and I'm I'm really struggling to choose what side to pick, really, because I think the offer that he's got is, is one that he should be, I wouldn't say snapping up, but definitely considering very, very... Uh, very very ruthlessly and I would hope that he'd eventually along the line if we can slightly improve it he will take that but from the club's point of view we have shown a lot of loyalty to Jack Wilshere let's not forget the money that we've already spent on him during the years he's had out at Arsenal he's had years and years of wages where he's not played football and we've stuck by his rehabilitation the worrying thing for me is Arsenal awesome going to him and saying we don't want you at the club anymore which he kind of essentially did say your, your surplus requirements at Arsenal last summer um, fair place to him He stayed, he's fought for his place and he's not wormed his way back into the team but he's definitely fought his way back into this Arsenal side and that's encouraging and to go through all that effort, all that hard work, that loan at Bournemouth, to see him undo all that by leaving the club and going to another team, I mean, we've even heard that Man City are in for him, would be a real shame and I really hope that doesn't happen but, uh, you know, I hope he plays on Sunday. I hope he plays with a point to prove, Um And I hope that Arsenal improve the contract offerings and we see Jack Wilshire remain here beyond the end of the season.
3: Yeah, I have to agree with you, mate. I'd be gutted to see Jack go. Especially, as you say, after the loan and all that hard work he's put in. Um, I did... When when I heard he got in, injured for England, it was, you know, your hand over eyes moment. I thought, oh, no. This is going to be him done again for six or eight months, you know. But um, thankfully... He looks like he might play Sunday, um, but Harry, what, what's your take on? I mean, I, I put a, a poll out, and I said that if you had to choose between Jack Wilshere or Aaron Ramsey for captain, captaincy, uh, who would you pick? And the winner was Jack um, by by a far margin. Um, now, not that it got sixty thousand, not that it got sixty thousand uh, votes, but you know, a resounding
2: win for Jack Wilshire you know what every time I talk about this I get myself into trouble <laughs> um, look, for me it's it's difficult because before I go on my little rant I want to make it clear that I would prefer Jack Wilshere to stay at the club of course I would like there's no doubt about that but like James said in my opinion the offer on the table if it is what we're told it is is more than fair considering that there is still major doubts over this guy's ability to stay fit for an entire season you know he's injured. He's got injured playing for England. Whatever it is, apparently he's back on Sunday. But these breakdowns happen too often when it's as when we're talking about Jack Wilshire. You know he went to Bournemouth last season, had a few injury problems there as well. Um, he didn't really make a significant impact there. Um, much has been made of Wenger's comments. You know where Wenger supposedly told him that if you want to go, you can go. And for me, that's fair. I mean everyone's jumping on the on the bandwagon and having a go at Wenger but at the time Wenger made those comments you know Jack had not really done much at Bournemouth and was unfit so I can understand Wenger's position you know we're in a position at the moment where we're trying to improve and keeping players at the club that we know can't stay fit is not is not the way forward in my opinion look I'd love him to stay I think he needs to wind his neck in a little bit and take the deal that's on the table as opposed to demanding top, top dollar. I'd rather keep Aaron Ramsey if we only kept one of them. I know Aaron Ramsey has his injury problems as well, but I think he impacts games much, much more. And, you know, this is going to be a little bit controversial, but I don't think Jack Wilshere has been that great this season. I think Jack Wilshere has been the best of a bad bunch. We're comparing him to Granit Xhaka, who's had an awful season for the most part Mohamed Neni is a £7 million player like we've said before and and who else is he really competing with so in, in that sense whilst he's played better than some of the others I still don't think he's set the world on fire and I'm still not convinced he can stay fit so that's, that's just my feelings on it
3: Yeah I mean James a lot of people you know we, we see a lot of people on social media um, having a go at Jack Wilshere and a lot of people are saying that we only want him to stay because He's he's the closest for me. He's the closest thing we've got to an Arsenal fan on the pitch. You know, um, you know there was years gone by where you, you could name four, five, six of them. You know, that were that were Arsenal fans playing for Arsenal. I've got no connection, not much of a connection to anyone else except Jack Wilshire. Do you think that is? Um, could that be tugging on my heartstrings? Uh, you know, wanting him to stay, or like Harry says, you know, should he wind his neck in, take the take the money he's got, to get his incentives, games, and if he doesn't like it, you know, he can he can he can, well, you know, basically he can hump off. I think he needs to be
0: realistic. If he is um, a, a true Arsenal fan at heart and he wants to represent this football club given everything that's gone on as I mentioned previously the years he's had out and the club have stood by him I think he he would be not really quibbling at that offer too much and I think he'd be taking it and signing on the dotted line Um, as I say it's going to come down to a case of those players ahead of him that are getting so much more money which is why he's stalling let's not forget his agents probably having a big part of playing this as well but I totally agree with you that he's got that sentimental value that we all hold on to and it's the exact same for me as it is for you and I'm sure it is for lots of other fans. Jack Wilshere is a massive part of Arsenal Football Club for me at this moment in time because I simply can't relate to many other players. Before Jack Wilshere, it was Fia Walcott, uh, it was Kieran Gibbs. It was these kind of players that I looked at and thought they really know what it means to play for Arsenal. Um, Walcott Walcott's probably a bit of a controversial one there but for me, he definitely was a big part of Arsenal for me growing up. Uh, And Jack Walsh is the exact same. I mean, he's a player that I will never forget, um, you know, being like 14 years old and watching that performance against Barcelona and seeing this player coming through and wanting him to be the next best thing at Arsenal, knowing that he was the next best thing and then seeing what's happened and seeing his career kind of peter out, even at the age that he is now at just 26 years old. It is a shame to see that happen. Um, And he has got that big... Big connection with Arsenal fans, you know. Even that that yeah. number of times uh, after the FA Cup final wins, where you you know you had him singing the chants. Uh, <laughs> that, that's that's what you want to see. That's yeah, it. absolutely. I mean, you want to see that because yeah. you never see that in modern football these days. It's also PC. It's also nice, nice. And Jack Wilshere, you know, he kind of he's a bit of a rebel. He goes against the odds, and I really like that in a player. And I really like what he he brings to Arsenal Football Club. But uh, I can totally see where Harry's coming from um, in saying that at this moment in time with Arsenal bringing in the changes in the back backgrounds with Sven Mislintzak coming in with Rastinelli coming in we have to be making those key changes on the pitch as well so by getting rid of Jack Wilshere a player that has been consistently injured for us and hasn't offered a great deal to us let's be realistic over the past couple of seasons I don't think it would be a big loss to Arsenal uh, I really don't but from a fan perspective and as someone that wants to go to games to see players like Jack Wilshere I think it's a huge loss and um, I hope that he can not just stay at the club and be that sentimental figure at Arsenal, but I hope he can be that player that he was when he was 18, 19 years old and take the world by storm again and take England by storm because mm. that's, that's what I want for Jack Wilshere. Absolutely.
2: I, yeah, go on, mate. Sorry, mate. I just wanted to ask you guys one question. If Jack Wilshere was not English, would we be saying the same things about him? Would he still have that sentimental value? Would we still be talking about, you know, someone who loves the club? Because for me, that is what is blinding most Arsenal fans. For me, that what? is what is blinding them. And, and don't get me wrong, like, you know, I'm from a Greek background and I love to see a Greek player doing well. And I feel more attachment to a player. It Like, for example, when Greece won the Euros, I felt attached to those players because, you, you know, you feel it. That patriotism is there. But that, for me, is what's blinding... great deal of our supporters at the moment the fact that he's English because if you look at Jack Wilshere the player not the person like James said he doesn't offer very much well I don't I don't know because like I before before like
3: Lee Lee judges now while he's sipping his pina colada by the pool he's gonna laugh at me now but I felt the same affiliation with Sejney he's come through the he's come through the ranks He, he, he wanted to be here um, he done the rebel things, you know. I mean, like when, when we used to beat Spurs, and he used to play the Saints go marching in on the piano and all that business, and send it to all Spurs fans. And so him being English for me, no, it's got nothing to do with it. It's got nothing to do yeah. with it. He, he, he's for me anyway. He's come through the ranks. He's been at Arsenal since he was what nine or ten, I think. I believe. You know, he's, he's Arsenal through and through, um, like Chesney. I mean, look at when Chesney when Chesney joined Juventus. And He was asked about Arsenal, and the man started crying. You know, I really thought we were gonna we were gonna have him back, but and, and I really thought he was gonna be our number one. But yeah. getting but getting back to the original question, I'm only using Sesni as an example because he's not English, but I still had the same affiliation to Sesni than I did to Wilshire.
2: Yeah, and I I think so. From what you're saying, I can see that that's not the case with you, Craig. But I do think there's a lot of supporters out there. That do associate a player as you know. Oh, we need to keep him. He's homegrown and stuff. But there's other players that have been at the club since they were 15, 16 years old that have come from foreign shores, and I felt an attachment with. You know, I I was attached to Cesc Fabregas when he was at Arsenal. Yeah, and he he had come from Barcelona. Well, so was so I. I mean, all, yeah, any. Same, yeah. I
3: think any. I think as a fan, any player that comes through the youth system and breaks in, you know, and breaks into the first team. I think the affiliation is there anyway. It doesn't matter whether he's English, French, German, Spanish. Because he's been here for such a long time and he's come through the ranks and he's worked hard and he's played through the youths and the reserves and this and the other, and he breaks into the first team. I just think that affiliation is there. like With Reese with Nelson... It's not so much there with me with recent players like Reece Nelson and Chris Willock because they haven't really made an impact yet. Yeah. But Jack Wilshere came in and he made an impact straight away. Fabregas came in, he made an impact straight away. Chesney came in, he made an impact straight away. I'm I'm pretty sure, and I hope to God that these other young players will, I will, you know. Um, I forgot what I, was, I forgot the word. Make was, an impact. Yeah, make an impact. They do make an impact, um, and I do feel you know loyal to them as the young players. But it's, it's, I, I know exactly what you mean, um, you know, and it's a good, it's a good point. I mean, if you look at other clubs, I mean, surely we're we're one of the we're one of the clubs that have really have let a lot of youngsters through. Yeah. Um, and but giving Craig, him a I chance
0: mean, the worrying thing for me is we've also let a lot of youngsters yes um, we, have, we I mean, have just look at Marcus McGuane yeah. who's gone to Barcelona he looked like an absolute prodigy I was yeah. really excited to see him come through 18 years old and he thinks he's got a better chance at Barcelona than he has of getting in the Arsenal team yeah I know and but does that come down to does that, that come
3: down speaking. does that come down to the man in the office James you know
0: well I mean it, I don't want to talk you, you know do, I'm, 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 no I know of course Craig can no don't want s- to talk about it but if you look at what Marcus McGuan said when he went to Barcelona, he sat down with the manager and Wenger made it quite clear that he wasn't going to get opportunities at Arsenal, which is really worrying for me. And it surprises me, given the players that we had come through, like Wilshire, like Gibbs, like Chesney, like Fabregas, where we were kind of dishing out chances here, there and everywhere. Now we're kind of reluctant to do that. And it surprises yeah. me when we've got players like Nelson and Ketia and Willock, who I reckon if they were given a run of games in the team, could quite... Well, not easily, but they have the potential to make an impact. Uh, just look at Maitland-Niles, another player that's coming through and making an impact in the Arsenal team this season. He's a bloody good um, player, he is. Just yeah, like I mean, to put that in there. We've got a lot to be excited about in the youth, and relating back to you know the Jack Wilshere topic, um, I think as well above everything that's going on with him, and regardless of whether he stays on at Arsenal this season, he's a great example to these these young players coming through, especially the English ones. I know that it's. Um, it may not be the key thing here, but being English and coming through at Arsenal, I think it is something that will get these players motivated, and it shows that there is a chance. And uh, hopefully, you know, as I say, Jack Wilshere will stay on and continues to be an example for those young players.
3: Let's hope yeah. so. Absolutely, and it's a, that's a bloody good point, James. You
2: know, I mean, as well, I've sat here and I've said about you know you should just take what's on the table, but if you're you know Jack Wilshere's agent or Aaron Ramsey's agent, and you've sat there and watched Mesut Özil. Hold the club to ransom till the very last minute to get the best deal possible. Then you'd be stupid not to do the same. So I think that plays a part in it as well.
3: Yeah, I should think so. I mean, at the end of the day, the agents are there to do a job, and uh, you know, and the job is to get their is is to get their their, their, their client the best pay packet. Um, so I, you know, when I hear people say "oh, agents, agents," it, it doesn't really wash for me because that's what they're there to do. You know, that's what Jack sure. Wilshire That's what Jack Wilshire pays him to do. Um, you know, so. When I hear people talking about agents, I I just leave the conversation politely. Um, But you made a good point there, James. You're saying I want to touch on, right? You said that uh, the young player that you mentioned, um, what was his name, the young player that went to Barcelona? McGwen. McGwen. So what is it then, Arsene Wenger won't give him a chance, and then he goes to Barcelona and he does get a chance? What? What's you know, you look at Arsenal and you look at Barcelona, you think, well he if he can't get in the Arsenal team, how the bloody hell is he gonna get in a Barcelona
0: team? It's a tough one, mate. Um I would like to say as well, like just just first and foremost, like there is no guarantee like he'll he'll succeed at Barcelona. I mean he played in um there was a cup competition he played in where he got to play alongside some of the first team players, which is a big step up the run yeah. for him. Um but he'll be starting off in the Barcelona B team, which is a lot more competitive yeah. than the under 23s at Arsenal so that must have been a big incentive for him and he he's going there knowing that he's not going to break into the Barcelona team for a good number of years yet but it says a lot that he thinks he can go there exactly. and have more of a chance
1: yeah.
0: uh, and, and that's what's what's really worrying about Arsenal um, you know maybe he is frustrated that we put more faith in a player like not to discredit Mohamed on any at all but we offer him a new contract rather than say give maguana a chance whether that's the case or not you know probably isn't but it's uh, He might look at that and and take it that way, which is is worrying.
2: Go on, Harry. Do you guys not think, though, that the reason these players aren't getting a chance anymore is, is partly to do with the whole climate around the club? Because Arsene Wenger is someone who, for the first 10, even 15 years of his Arsenal career, was constantly giving youth a chance. There were games we would go into and I'd be thinking, Arsene, what on earth are you doing? And he had the bollocks to do it, to be fair to him. Do you not think that the, the negativity around the club at the moment and the fact that everybody's waiting for him to slip up has put him off taking these risks?
3: Yeah, good point. It is a good point. I mean, there are people waiting for him in there. They're like snipers. Um, <laughs> waiting for him to, to mess up. But I still don't... I still don't think he's given... Like James said, I I still don't think he's given You know, the the, the likes of... And Ketia, Willock, Nielsen. I don't think he's given them enough game time um, this year. Like I, I made the point of the Europa League. Now the the tournament is, is quite important to us this year. Um because, you know, we the way I look at it, we need it to get the back door for the Champions League, right? Arsenal being out of the Champions League is something that I'm not used to, you're not used to, any any one of us is used to. Um, maybe except for people you know, In the 80s and early 90s When there wasn't the Champions League anyway But you know what I'm trying to say um, Now we're in the Europa League It's important that we win the Europa League Well it's important to me that we win the Europa League Not only for uh, qualifying for the Champions League But you know, to win a major European trophy Because I don't care what anyone says It's still the UEFA Cup to me um, and, and it's a major trophy It's a major European trophy but Harry Kane, players like Harry Kane, Marcus Rashford, you know, they all made their name playing in, in these types of competitions, and I, I don't know why Wenger is so slow. You know, you'd be shouting, like you'd be shouting in the terraces, or be shouting at home when I'm watching it on the telly. You know, you're begging for some pace or something up front. He's got Enkatiere on the bench, and he brings on Mohamed Al Neni for Aaron Ramsey. You know, and I just don't get it. I don't get Arsene Wenger's management anymore. Um, well I haven't for a long time And I don't get You know Some of the decisions he makes um, On the bench I just I just don't get it He's got a young lad there Chomping at the bit Well he's got three young lads There chomping at the bit um, That want to get into the team That want to prove they're good enough But he just will not it, it seems to me That he will not He doesn't have the faith in them And I'm afraid That when the time comes We're wasting time And they'll be gone Just like the other ones James yeah, I, I, spe- I think especially
0: at this point in the season where we are with regards to the Premier League, where it's it's a dead rubber for us, um, we haven't got a lot to play for. It'd be great to see Arsenal go into that game against Stoke and, you know, play a midfield pivot of Aaron Ramsey and Joe Willock. Why not? Let's let's see that for a change, just to mix things up. Obviously, you're going to have to take players like Granit Xhaka, our key first team players, but. We've got enough to play for in the league, and these players—if they were to play a big part, 60 minutes in a three-nil win at home to Stoke—I'm being very assuming there—but let's say we do win that game comfortably, and they've played a part in it. Massive confidence mm. boost to them. Um, Reese Nelson as well. Given we've lost Fial Walcott, what you know we're sleeping on this kid, and it's a real shame. The goal he scored for England under 19s the other day—absolutely sensational, yeah. unbelievable footballer that we've got coming through there. And we've got a lot of young players coming through. Um, Looking down even further, players like Charlie Gilmore that are coming through the ranks. So I'm excited by this Arsenal youth team, But I completely see what you're saying, Harry, with regards to Arsenal reluctance to play these players because I think he's cocooned himself a little bit in a false sense of security where he can play these re- reliable footballers that don't necessarily make the impact that we, we want them to. And it is boring to watch at times. It is really, really boring to watch. And I would be really excited if I saw... Eddie Kettia in the starting lineup on Sunday. Um, but as, as well, on the flip side, got to be realistic. We have got Lacazette coming back into the frame of things. We've got Danny Welbeck as well, still trying to get his fitness and minutes up. We've just brought in a Bamiyang. Is one of those three going to get benched for a young 18-year-old coming through? Probably not. Um, and we've got to be realistic about that. But it's uh, again, it's exciting to see these players coming through. And in these final few games of the Premier League, I sincerely hope that they get a couple of starts under their belt.
3: Absolutely. Um, but yeah, going back to your original point, Harry, it, it probably is. It probably is that, because like I said, there's wait, they're snipers waiting there for every mistake um, that Arson makes uh, to, to jump on it, you know. Um, so Stoke on Sunday, let me just tell you that I hope we help condemn them to the championship. I hate Stoke City um, probably as much as I hate Tottenham, to be honest. Uh, ever since that, um, ever since that, you know, situation up there when Aaron Ramsey broke his leg, um, and then when he comes back, then to boo a player, I've got, I've got really, I've just got a really bad problem with that. To boo a player uh, who got one of their players sent off while he's lying on the ground with his leg snapped in you know, I've got massive problems with that. Um, now, if there's any Stoke fans watching, I won't paint you all with the same brush, but uh, if he's one of your mates, the fellas who booze, you might tell him not to do it anymore. But I don't like them anyway They play rubbish football Their ground's rubbish Their manager's rubbish Their kit's rubbish Um, And their goal nets are rubbish And they still beat us away from home every year Yeah exactly Exactly Uh, And probably more reason to hate them But um, Well when I say hate Dislike Hate's a very big word I dislike them Um, To see them go down would make me quite uh, Quite warm What Lacazette Will he be match fit And And Will we see Yang and
2: Lacazette up front together Harry? No chance (laughs) no chance I can't see that happening Um, if I'm honest I'm not going to really have a go because I don't think I would start Lacazette um, at the weekend given how long he's been out for a little 15-20 minute cameo at the end would be helpful considering we've got a Europa League fixture on Thursday which Mm. he's eligible for and I don't know how much longer I can take seeing Danny Welbeck leading the line for (laughs) Arsenal Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I think you've got to be cautious there. Um, I'd lo- Like you said, I'd love to stick the knife in on Stoke. Absolutely despise them. I- I'm not even going to say it's too strong a word. I genuinely do. Um, that They make my blood boil. i uh, been up there a few times. It's a horrible atmosphere in there, especially when we go. And I was talking to someone else, a mate of mine, who's actually a Chelsea fan, and we were discussing the trip to Stoke, and it seems as though they ramp it all up for when we come to town they've really got it in for us it's as though our captain went and broke one of their players legs but whatever I'd like to uh, be part of the reason that they they find themselves back in the championship I must make it
3: clear though I don't blame Ryan Shawcross either it's just I don't you know it it, it was a 50-50 ball and Shawcross went in for it Ramsey went in for it All right, Shawcross went over the ball and he broke Aaron Ramsey's leg but it could have been anyone it could have happened to anyone I don't blame Ryan Shawcross it's just the fans. I, how can you how can you yeah. boo a player that's lying on the pitch with his leg snapped enough I don't get it.
2: It's um, more the it, lack of remorse for me than the actual action. Yeah, if that
3: makes sense. Do you know, I mean, I don't, I don't blame Ryan, Ryan Shawcross, and I, you know, I've never have done. I've never, you know, blamed him for that. It was a challenge, fifty-fifty ball was there. Unfortunately, Ryan went in with his foot up, and Aaron's been, you know, Aaron's come worse off. Is it something you'd like to see, James, in the future? Lacazette and Aubameyang up front together.
0: Oh mate, I think it's something that we all want to see. Um, I'm itching to see it happen. It's it's something that uh, I'm a bit pessimistic about, to be honest, because I suppose it would resort to Arsene Wenger playing one of them out wide, which I would not like to see. It would really waste one of their poten- uh, one of their potentials. Um, but I do hope that we revert to you know um, some sort of formation with two up top which would allow us to play with those two and then potentially you know uh, a 3-4-1-2 something along those lines would work really nicely for Arsenal having two wing backs bombing on in um, Hector Bellerin and Colossinac or Monreal providing the whip to a and Lacazette it's something I'm absolutely dying to see and with the pace that we've got um Lacking in hold-up play a little bit, I'd say, but it is it is definitely a front two that you would hope would cause problems to the Premier League. And with Ozil in behind, it's it's tantalising. Oh, it's something I think... Scary. Um, I think it's, we've got to bed that in for next season. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, with all the woes that we've got at Arsenal, to have you know a, a deep-lying midfield general in someone like Aaron Ramsey, then just ahead of them, Moussa Ozil, and then Aubameyang and Lacazette, that's a formidable... Uh, attacking force next season I sincerely hope that we we use these um, these final Premier League games to 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 gel them two together
3: just before we go on to the questions um, from from the followers and, and and the people who listen to the pod I just want to ask you one question um, regarding a player we see Mohammed al Neni sign a new contract um, this week uh, to which I believe is fully deserved um, this boy's come in. Yes, he's not of the greatest ability. Um, yes, he's not the superstar we all hoped that we were going to get. Well, I think a lot of people forget that this man cost, I think it was five or between five and seven million pounds. He's a squad player and he knows he's a squad player, but yet he wants to stay here and he wants to fight for his place and he wants to play for Arsenal. Harry, can you please tell? Why the people that have a go at El Nenny are wrong?
2: Well, it's everything you said. He's he's the ideal squad player. He's He's got a brilliant attitude. There's no doubt about that. He comes on and he plays wherever he's asked to without any trouble. Effort is always 10 out of 10. He's not the most naturally gifted footballer. There's no doubt about that. But there is something there. He's not completely useless. You know, you could put El Nenny in the centre of the park and, and know that he will do you a decent job. And and for me, it's important to have players like that around your squad. I think the people that are complaining about us signing Elneny up on, on another deal are the same people that are adamant that the club should bow down to Jack Wilshere's wishes. Because I think what it is, is the frustration from that has spilled over you know people are hearing that Jack Wilshere can't get a deal done and then they hear Elneny signed and it's a bit of a kick in the teeth to those people that's how they see it anyway but I think they're completely wrong I think Mohamed El is a brilliant squad player he's served us well in particular in the cup competitions this season in the Europa League when he's been asked to play you know alongside people like Maitland-Niles um, he was asked to play centre-back with Debuchy a few times I thought he'd done fantastically well and, and that shouldn't be forgotten Absolutely James would you agree with that? Uh,
0: to an extent, he's he's a player that um I think is useful for certain situations. I think that game against Watford where we beat him three 0 not too long ago was perfect for a player like Mohamedan. And he is that that squad player that um I haven't particularly got an issue with playing in the in the Carabao Cup or the, the odd FA Cup game or you know the odds um Champions League hopefully next season uh, game either. He he is a reliable player, but not someone that. I would say particularly inspires me to watch Arsenal. He's not the sort of player that I'd like to see us play on a regular basis. As I say, he's useful. He can be that player that, if needs be, if re- needs really be, can play at centre half. Um, but he's not a player that I'd want to see starting week in week out. Um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm not disheartened to see he's got a new deal. I'm not disappointed at all. I think he's a, a good player to have. Unique players like that. Um, every team has got them. I mean, look at look at what City did with. Their equivalent of Mohamed O'Nani and Fabian Delph, and you know he became a regular starter for them. If we could perhaps find a way for Oney to be that uh, reliable to us, I mean that would be fantastic. And I think he's a player who's got bundles of energy. He loves the club. There's no doubt about that, and he should be given the respect I think he deserves because he's probably not on anywhere near as much money as someone like Mesa Ozu is. Yeah. Um, and he he just plays football with a smile on his face, and um, I think that's very important in a player. Uh, uh, yeah not yep. much to add really. no but,
3: um, I agree you, I, I agree useful players having the team I agree let's move on to some questions um, we've got five or six of them here this one comes in from uh, the Paraguna. thank you very much sir uh, for your continued support uh, always uh, interacting with this man um, and he's great uh, thanks for your question mate uh, lads he said who should be the next Arsenal captain Harry oh,
2: out, of players,
3: out of the players out that of the players that's there now Right,
2: of uh, players are saying now. Just
3: there now. Let's let's say, for example, we don't make any signings in the summer, and we start next season with the players that we've got. Who would you give the armband to? Nacho Monreal. Good shout. Good shout, James.
0: I'd. Uh, yeah I, I was going to say Monroe, but the only thing that's holding me back slightly is uh, his age so he's not a long term captain and that's something that's really wound me up that we've always given the captain to someone who's over 30 years old mm. and we never have them playing in the squad the season after the uh, candidate for me would be Aaron Ramsey I think he he's not necessarily someone that shouts on the pitch but he is someone that plays relentlessly always gives his all and um, is that presence in midfield that I think we've lacked And a British player as well which I think um that isn't necessarily the most important thing in the 21st century but again a player a, a, a symbol um, of what it means to be an Arsenal player and given that everything he's gone through regarding his leg break and the way he's fought back and he's been at Arsenal a decade um, I think it would be silly not to have him down as a candidate I think it's between him and dare I say Jack Wilshire as well uh, so for me it's, it's Aaron Ramsey he's in the team more he contributes more to the side um, In terms of goals and assists And he's uh, he's a fantastic footballer for me And an inspiration to a lot of young players coming through So for me uh, Aaron Ramsey
3: Absolutely that's who I would pick um, As well Aaron Ramsey But the other night I was thinking Do you know how when sometimes You can, you, you can give the armband to a player And you know they kind of Take off Or come out of their shell or whatever I mean like when David Beckham Was made England captain um I think that was one of the probably the best things that happened to him throughout his career Uh, becoming England captain you know we all saw what the kind of stuff he used to get up to when he kicked Diego Simeone in the World Cup you know pathetic things like that um, you know creeping into his game uh, when he was at Man United there was another uh, I mean I remember when England made uh, Wayne Rooney captain you know that really pushed him on Um, I thought Wayne Rooney played some of the best football we ever played for England when he was captain. So putting, when I was lying in bed one night thinking about it, and I'm not saying this, I'm not saying this player should be captain, but what I'm saying is, if we put the captain's armband on Mercer Ozel, do you think that would give him the extra responsibility or the extra push to actually see? Because I don't know about you guys, but I'm still waiting to see in in dribs and drabs, we're seeing what he can do but I want to see what Mercer Ozil can do every bloody week like when he played for Real Madrid if I put that captain's armband on Ozil do you think in any way shape or form it might make him a better player Harry?
2: I, I think messi Ozil is already a great player and I think a lot of the criticism he gets is not because of his actual performances it's because of that Body language that he sometimes displays. You know, I see him at the Emirates week in, week out. Sometimes he'll lose the ball in the corner and he looks like he doesn't care. But you can see his face. You can see he's disappointed in himself when he miscontrols the ball or something like that. I think Mesut Ozil, I get what you're saying. My only concern would be putting him under that extra pressure would bring extra criticism. And I don't think that Mesut Ozil is, is necessarily mentally tough enough to, to deal with even more criticism than he already gets so that's the only thing that would put me off doing that maybe mm. James?
0: If I'm being honest with you I think if he was off the captain's armband he'd say no um, I don't think he's the sort of player that would want that uh, responsibility I think he'd be flattered don't get me wrong but I think he's a subtle player and someone that kind of likes to play in the shadows of the game not someone that wants to be the glaring focal point of the team. He's a very, very unselfish player mm. and not someone that... And he's not a leader. Um, he is on, on, in the way he plays, but he's not an actual vocal leader. I know I contradicted myself by you know, opting for Aaron Ramsey, who's mm. not the most vocal of players, but I just don't see him as captain material, yeah. whatever that means. He's not. He's not the player that I would be looking to, especially... Yeah. And I think the body language thing, although it is quite petty, I think it is a big thing when you're on the pitch and you're in that environment... Um I don't I just don't think he's got the um the steel the grit at times to to pull himself through that. I mean I still look back to that situation at Man City when we lost 6-3 and you had Mertenser coming up to him and you know yeah. giving him a giving him an ear for he's just he's, he's he's a brilliant footballer, a wonderful human being, but um, he's not someone that I would particularly want to see as Arsenal captain.
3: Okay, so both of you both basically both of you are telling me that I think about absolute rubbish. Basically um, we
2: both shut you down there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah.
3: I mean look, I wasn't I wasn't saying for one minute that Mercer Ozil should be a candidate for captain. Let me get that clear. But it was just a thought,
2: that's all. I was just thinking, you know. Going do you know through... who do you know who could be a potential captain in the future if he gets his game together and a manager comes in and uses him properly? I think Brandon I know it exactly, yeah. shaka. Yeah. You know, he's he's young enough, he's tough enough, he plays in the right position for me to be a captain because um, I always prefer my my captains to be either defenders or deep-line midfield players. I don't like it when centre-forwards are captains. I, I don't like that. I don't know why. I just never have. Um, so, And I just think, you know, Granite Shaka has got that fire in his belly sometimes and, and I think he could be someone who in the future could take that role up if, if the club could find a way of getting the best out of him because at the moment it's not happening. Everybody knows
3: that the captain of a football team should be the goalkeeper. Uh, anyway, let's move on. Next question. This one comes in from uh, Tokyo Guna Hello, good evening. Thanks for your question. Uh, and he says, lads, who do you think is going to be the best player out of the three in five years from now? <laughs> Eddie Anketia, Reese Nelson, or Joe Willock? Who do you think is going to be the better player in five years' time? Well, I'm going to I'm going to put my neck on the line straight away and and say Eddie, for me. I'd hope they're all
0: as good as each other. Yeah, um, yes, or, yes, there's that as well, yes. But I, if I had to pick one that I've been most impressed by all his all-round game, it would be
3: um, Rhys Nelson. Yeah, and I know why he said that, because like you mentioned before, that goal he scored for England the other night was a peach. Um, yeah. And he is, he is going to be a fantastic footballer. But I just hope, like, like James said, I just hope we're not going to waste the time. Just get him in now. You know, if we like, look at uh, the weekend. Uh, the weekend, if we're, you know, let's talking hypothetically, here. if we're three 0 up with fifty minutes gone, you know, and we're cruising, and Stoke have caved in, and you know, oh for God's sake, just blow the whistle. No reason why Reece Nelson shouldn't be brought on the pitch. The same as with Enketia and the same as with Joe Willock. I agree. Um, that, you know, that's what I think we've got to be doing. Um, so, for James, it's Nelson and Harry.
2: I'm going to say Willock. That's what my crystal ball is telling me. Um, I've I've been impressed when I've seen him in the centre of midfield a couple of times. I think um, he, you know, I think with with flair players like Reece Nelson, sometimes it doesn't quite happen for him. If they don't find the right fit, then it doesn't quite happen. And, and whereas Willock is a bit more combative, um, and, I, and I fancy him to do pretty well. To be honest, I like Enketia as well. It was out of the two for me. Um, I think the hype around Nelson is a bit over the top if I'm being honest Uh, because you know he's done some brilliant things at youth level reserve level under 23s whatever but until I see him do it sort of for the first team then I'm always going to be a little bit sceptical of how good he actually is so yeah I'm going to go with Willock okay so Stoker is on Sunday Uh,
3: the Premier League is back uh, and as I said at the top of the show thanks be to God uh, the last things we need to do is get some predictions. So, James, let's have your prediction, mate. Let's have your first goal scorer and full-time score.
0: First goal scorer. Um, Going to go with Aaron Ramsey. I'd love to see him get a goal against Stoke. Um, and my full-time score. Uh, I'd like to see Aaron Ramsey score three against Stoke. Yeah,
3: let's, let's, get to <laughs> let's say 4-0 to the Arsenal. Oh, I like it. I like that. I'll have 4-0 all day long. Harry?
2: Well, I actually sat there earlier and I decided that I'm going to try something new for the YouTube channel. So I've done a FIFA simulator. So I went on there, I downloaded the latest squads and I put Arsenal versus Stoke, the teams that are expected to play. And it came out 1-0 to Arsenal, Aubameyang. So I'm going to go with that. I'll tell you what you,
3: what, you could put a pound on that as well, I'd say. You never know. Yeah, I think we'll beat them and I think we'll beat them well. Um, do I think they'll score? No, I don't. So I'm going to go games. I'm going to say 4-0. And I'm going to say, first goal, Danny Welbeck. There you go. Let's just fry up in the air. Danny Welbeck, first goal. Um, because no Wenger... That guy Welbs. Yeah, that, that guy Welbs. So knowing Wenger, he'll either start him or put him up front in Bamian. Um So, yeah, that's, that, that's, that, brings us, uh, that concludes the podcast um, for the evening. Thank you very much um, for coming on. Uh, sorry it's a day late. We got you here in the end. Um, I'm sure I speak on behalf of Lee. Me, Lee, and Harry wish you all the best in the future, mate, for your future um, video makings, um, whether they be about Arsenal, whether they be about whatever you choose them to be about. wish you all the very best. Um, and like I said, I'm sure, I, I'm sure I, I speak for Lee as well, that, that bastard Lion Bar. Uh, so thanks for joining us, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. No, cheers, lads. Thanks for having me on. And um, I meant
0: to say earlier in the, in the pod, but thanks for the kind words right at the start that you both came out with. It was um, really flattering, really humbling. And uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, keep it going and uh, get a few more
3: Arsenal-related videos out there soon.
2: Absolutely. That's
3: mate. right. Can't wait. Of every... a Have... Standing co-host this evening. And don't forget, yeah, um, it's good. we're going gonna... mean, to try something and Harry's agreed to come on board um, and we've called it the same old Arsenal extra time we called it extra time because it's very long um, and we're going to talk uh, Harry will have so Harry will be joined by two for us and talk about the same on Monday evening am I right
2: yeah that's right Monday night
3: and they will be live on YouTube um, so if you want to tune into them look out for the notifications notification squad turn on the bell man so you get the notifications um, and we might give do a hashtag notification squad shout out no I'm only joking um, so that will be on Monday and that will be live um, if you want to have a look at that please do all there is for me to say we'll see you next week the judges will be back I'm not sure who will be next week just yet um, but there'll be someone. There'll be someone hanging around that wants to talk about Arsenal. Um, until I see you, uh, for me
1: up the Arsenal Sports Social Podcast Network